Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. Know the truth. Genesis 1.1, the beginning of the Bible says this, in the beginning. Now in verse 2, it says what the beginning looked like. In verse 2, it says the world was without form, void of life, and in continuous darkness. So you can, you can imagine this world that we now see and we now feel and that we're able to experience in every way, shape, or form was without form, was void of life, and was in continuous darkness. So it goes on to say in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. So whatever took place after that moment is a direct and will remain a direct result of God's intervention at the beginning. Amen? So had the Bible been just in the beginning, God, and had not God said, let there be light, the Bible in its entirety will have been one verse, one page, one sentence, in the beginning, God. But God, see, opened his mouth. And when he did, we have thousands upon thousands of years of history recorded in our Bible. Had not God intervened, we would have remained in that darkened state. Or we probably wouldn't even be here, really. You see, God, by intervention, spoke into that environment. And what we have today is what we call the earth. But it's in original form. It was void of life. It was in a darkened state. And it had no potential. Hallelujah. So whatever took place after that was a direct result of God. See, Hebrews 11.3 says this. By faith or by the hearing of the word, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things that are seen were not made visible, uh, were not made of things, sorry. Let me start again. By faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that the things that are seen were not made of things which are invisible. We understand what the Bible says about the world, and we understand it was formed from nothing. Something came out of virtually nothing. And we understand it because we believe what the word of God says. See, the truth is, God created the world. The lie is the story of evolution. Amen? You understand that? If, if, if we believe that we were crawled out of the mud and uh, we became this, in, in this human form, or we descended from monkeys of some sort, if that was what we believed, well, that's the truth. But we know better, amen? We know the truth, and that truth is going to set us free. We know that God created the world. We understand that it was void, lifeless, listless, and just rolling about in, in constant darkness. We understand that in the beginning God spoke to this world, and now we have this recorded history of the world which we call the Bible. Hallelujah. The truth is God created this world. God created this world. But there are some out there who believe different. And uh, with time, I pray, they will come to this revelation of who he is. See, this is the truth of Scripture. In fact, Romans 4.17 says this, 
God spoke to those things that be not as though they were. Basically, God saw, God said, and it became God, it became so. It all began with God. See, God knows who he is. Amen? God knows who he is. And uh, when you think about it, um, he, um, he speaks out of that knowledge. He speaks out of that. The truth is, God couldn't deny speaking to the world because God is light, God is life, and God is everything good about this world. Amen? So God couldn't deny himself. I hear that. Thank you, sister. It all began with God. See, God knows who he is. Listen to what he says of himself. In Isaiah 46, 9, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there was none like me. See, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present. In Jeremiah 32, 27, behold, he says, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? See, he said, I'm God of all flesh. This is the truth that we know today, and this is the truth that we exercise in every, every moment. God created all flesh, and God is all-powerful. There's nothing too hard for our God. God speaks from himself because he cannot deny himself or deny who he is. See, God speaks from what he knows with power and authority. All creation began with God, will end with God when he says so, and only God knows the hour when that will take place. And that is, according to my beliefs, the truth. Amen. So what, what does that mean? It means we don't believe the lie that the world's coming to an end on such and such a date. It believes we don't believe the lie that uh, certain countries are growing so powerful that they're going to take over the world and control the world from that moment on. We don't believe what the news is telling us because we know the truth. We are a people of the truth. And the truth is God and only God knows when it's all going to come to an end. And it will be his timing his means, his methods, and we're not going to blow the whole world up and just go into nothing. Hallelujah. You know, it doesn't worry me that they have a time clock, doomsday clock, and the clock apparently is sitting on five minutes to midnight. It doesn't worry me at all. Because the truth is, I believe in God. I believe God created this world. I believe he created every human being on the face of it. I believe he is the one that began it in the beginning of time, and he is the one that will bring it to an end. I believe the truth that Jesus Christ is God of all creation. The truth will set you free. It'll set you free from worrying about what what the news is saying. It'll set you free from worrying about the things people are saying to you. It'll set you free. You will find peace in times of trouble because God is the God of your life and not the times that you live in. Amen? Hallelujah. The truth will set you free. See, God is truth. He knows truth, and he speaks from the position of truth. See, Exodus three fourteen. God sent Moses to the children of Israel, and Moses asked God, who shall I say send me? And God simply replied this, I am, he says, who I am. I cannot deny myself. I am who I am. And basically what he was saying, he was saying basically whatever you need, whatever you need, Moses, to get my children out of Israel, I will be there for you. You throw that, serv- that staff down on the ground, it becomes a servant, pick it up again, because I am God and nothing is too impossible for me. 
Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible for our God. Praise his name. God speaks from who he is and speaks from what he knows. Hallelujah. So God cannot deny himself and speaks from himself. The Bible says in Daniel 11.32, the people who know their God, God knows who he is, and the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out exploits. A better renditioning of that is, the people who know their God shall have much power available to them. Do you know who you really are? Hallelujah. In God. Do you know that all of the power of heaven is at your disposal? Because the Bible says the people who know their God shall do amazing things. Hallelujah. Do amazing things. Not because of you, but because of who he is in you and who you are in him. You see, sometimes we have trouble with our identity. Amen. Sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes we struggle, well, you know, I'm going through so much and so much is happening in my life. How can you say I'm in control of my life? Well, I want to, after tonight, I hope that you'll go home and begin to speak, not about your problems, but begin to speak to your problems. Amen? Hallelujah. Bring them under authority with your words and God's power in, your, in support of you. Begin to speak to your problems, not about them began to speak to your world, began to call those things into being that did not previously exist. Too often we look at the things that we see in front of us and that becomes the truth that we live in. That's not the truth. The truth is God is God of all creation and nothing is impossible with God. That's the truth. Everything else is a lie. Amen? Because everything else will fade away. And all that will remain will be God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if God didn't know who he was and he stood before this earth void of life and incomplete darkness and he had this sense of hopelessness about the whole situation. He just simply looked at it and said, ah, can't do anything here. It's hopeless. There's nothing for me to work with. It's just void. There's nothing there. But because God knows who he is and because he cannot deny himself, he's opened his mouth and he said, let there be light. And the Bible says in that moment there was light and God saw that the light was good. Hallelujah. Then he began to call those things that be not as though they were. Trees, fish, everything we see today has been brought into existence at the beginning of time. Simply because God said and it was so. Hallelujah. I'm jumping all over the place tonight because I'm really excited. may not look like it, but I am. So God knows who he is. God knows about himself. We know who God is. And um, who are you? I like that story of the seven sons of Siva. And I haven't written it down there, but it just came to mind. It was like... Um, the seven sons of Siva, who was a high priest of Israel at the time, confronted a man possessed by demons. 
And he spoke, they spoke to this man. They said, come out of this man. Uh, we we um, demand you come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. The demon said this, and I love this. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? You see, saints, even the demons know who you are. Even the demons know that you're a mighty person of God, that you are related to Christ, that you stand with God in the midst of triumphs and troubles. He know, they know that God is with you. You're a son of God. They said to Jesus, what are you doing here? What are you doing here before the time? Thou son of God. Do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are in Christ and the potential that you hold? Remember I said before, the truth not only sets us free, but also releases our, our previously untapped potential. You, you have amazing abilities that go virtually untapped at the moment because we're struggling at times with our identity. I love what Pastor Jason said this morning. Walks into the office of the, of the church and he says, as is his custom, it's only me. And then the Holy Spirit checked him. Don't say it's only you. Don't say it's only you. Don't put yourself down to the point that you think you're somewhat unworthy of being uh, this person of great power and potential. Stand for God. Stand up with God and say, God, I know who you are. I know who you are, you're the truth of who you are, and I know who I am. I am a son and a daughter of the Most High God, and I have authority and power over my circumstances. Hallelujah. Untapped potential. You see, I believe there was a glimpse of that untapped potential found in Matthew 14. Remember I said God knew who he was and couldn't deny himself. He did what he did because he is God. And God could not leave it in that state. So if we look at Matthew. See, I was so underprepared. This is even not even my Bible. I borrowed this, so I won't draw on it. Let's go back to Matthew. And it talks about the feeding of the 5,000. Matthew 14. And we'll start at 15. Hallelujah. When it was evening, the disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they might go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fishes. And he said, bring them to him. Then he commanded that they be sit on the grass and so on and so forth. So the story unfolds. See, Jesus knew what he was going to do. What amazes me about that story is that they had this concern. The disciples came to Jesus and said, we have so many and they're getting hungry. They need food. Jesus makes this amazing statement. He says, you feed them. And I often wonder about that. Have you ever wondered about that? He said to them, you feed them. Was he mocking them? Was he saying to them, I know you can't do it but I'm going to give you a challenge anyway just to see what you will do. No, I believe that Jesus was talking to their potential. 
He was talking to them as men who had potential to feed 5,000 people with two loaves and two fishes. You see my point here, saints? Jesus wasn't just mocking them. He wasn't just just saying to them to to make himself look better in, in the light of the gospel. What he was saying to them, you feed them. You feed them. You have the ability to come before God just as I have. You have the capacity to make five loaves and two fishes go to that extreme to feed 5,000. It all lays in you. It all lays within yourself to speak to God on the behalf of so many. And then God would move on your behalf and feed the 5,000. He was speaking to their potential. He was saying to them, you have the ability to do the same things that I do, to speak to God and do exactly the same things that I'm doing right now. I love that story because it's like us in that situation. Sometimes we have compassion on the poor. Sometimes we see needs that exist out there. And we want to say, Jesus, see, heal that need. Jesus, touch that situation. And Jesus is saying to you and I, no, you feed them. You feed them. You feed them. You see, too many times... We, don't, we deny ourselves by running away from our circumstances because we don't know who we are in Christ. Amen? We don't have that revelation that I am a child of God. Not yet anyway. But once you get that revelation, look out. Once you get that revelation, 12 men had that revelation eventually and they turned their world upside down. There's more than 12 here. Amen? There's more than 12 here. Look, saints, I, I find it difficult at times, you know, to sort of grasp the whole this idea that, of who I am in Christ Jesus. I struggle with it a lot, I'll be honest with you. But at the end of the day, the more I read about who I am, the more I see that uh, I am this person of great potential, the more I'm convinced, the more I begin to start to believe it. And as I believe it, I began to act it out in my life. You see, we can talk about the problems in this community for ages and ages to come. We can talk about the drug problem. We can talk about the youth problem. We can talk about all these things that are going wrong in our community. What God is demanding of us, I believe, he's demanding that we stand up as a people of God and begin to pray into that circumstance, not talk about them, but begin to pray into it, begin to speak to those circumstances, and we're going to see this town... The Great Welsh Revival, and I believe it was the Welsh Revival. I remember reading about it some time back. There's a whole community of men were, were drinking. There was a pub on every corner. And uh, they would get drunk, go home and beat their wives. Their wives would come and say, you know, my husband beat me, blah, blah, blah. These women didn't start to gossip. These women didn't start to talk about that problem. They got down on their face before God. They began to pray that God would intervene. God came down, touched that community, and within a week, every pub in that place was shut. They knew who they were in God. They knew that if they got on their face and prayed, that God, who is their God, who is their Father, would come down, touch, because God said, nothing's impossible for me. I can do this. I can clean this community up. I can make this community so that our seats are full of people. I can make this community so that every Sunday it would be standing room only. 
But he's giving us the responsibility of making that happen. Hallelujah. You see, we can go with programs. Let's put our coffee machine in and let's invite them in. Let's get them in this way. And I don't, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm simply saying, let's stop looking about, let's stop thinking about uh, our programs. Let's stop thinking about these things and start thinking about the potential you have with God. Let's start thinking about who God is in our lives and who we are in Christ Jesus. You are a child of God, a child of the Most High God, and your potential is unlimited. I remember growing up, and you'd see many, they would, somebody would be sick, and these guys would say, well, if you uh, wait till Sunday, go to church and pastor will pray for you. No. They who believe in God shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen? Hallelujah. Those that believe shall lay hands on, and they shall recover. Are you a believer? Then your potential is with you. Hallelujah. Let's bring it to Pastor John. No. You do it. You do it. You do it. Hallelujah. Untapped potential. So much of it. Hallelujah. You see, or I may or may not be the cause of my problem. Depends on who you ask. But the answer to my problem is me. Understand that we get it wrong. I may be the cause of my problems. Yeah, good on you, Jane. It, it may be because of me, but I am also the answer to my problems. I'm also the answer to my problems. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not me in particular. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't have a God complex. Amen. But I know who God is. And the people who know their God shall have much power available to them. Do you believe that? It's the truth. Do you believe it? Come on. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, if we don't stand up, if we don't stand up and be who we are, if we just continue to defend our, uh, deny ourselves, if we remain silent, we'll be talking about the problems we have in our community next year as well. Amen? If we deny ourselves, we'll be talking about the same problems. Like these guys in Matthew 16, these disciples, they're hungry. Send them away so they can go feed themselves. But Jesus, knowing their potential, said, no, you feed them. You feed them. You hold the key to that problem. So I believe there's, I know that it's God's power that delivers me. But it's me that will bring change to my circumstances. All because of who I am in Christ Jesus. And because I am in Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Have you heard, how many times have you heard that, that preach? I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Then we come to a situation. I can't, I can't deal with this. It's too much. It's too much. No. The truth is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The truth will set you free and release your potential. All in the same way. The truth will set you free. Hallelujah. See, I, I believe that um, Paul understood that. I believe he understood it. He says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. You see, Pastor Jason and Renee, I thought Renee was going to be here, and I was going to use you as an example. Can you go and pick up another woman? No, thanks. Pastor Jason and, and Renee are sitting here. Now, we know they're husband and wife, amen. We know that they have a baby. I, I just love that baby because every time there's something going on, you've got this. They have a baby and, and, and they are a couple. But realistically, he is a man of God, she is a woman of God. They choose to be together for this time. Can you understand that? But in truth, he is a man of God and she is a woman of God. Do you understand that? And sometimes we need to understand that to release the potential in our partner by saying, I understand who you are. I understand who you are. And because we understand, we're free to then release the potential we have in Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying tonight, saints? I wish I was more articulated. But at the end of the day, it's who you are. It's knowing who you are that's going to set you free. You, you won't be free as long as you persist in this idea that I'm just Jason. You'll never be free unless you look at the potential you have in Christ Jesus and begin to release that potential into your life, into your family, into your circumstances, and into your community. We will never impact this community for Jesus if we don't know who we are in Christ. Amen? How about not being too hard on you tonight? Uh, yeah. Jesus, uh, in Matthew 16, he says, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And of course, Peter says, well, as the Son of Man, they believe that you are a, a risen prophet or a resurrected prophet. And then he goes on to say to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. And sometimes, you know, we will never ever sit that revelation in our, in our, even in our family group. Jane will still call me her husband. She'll still, still call me the father of her, of her children. And... Um, that will continue to be. But my real identity is found in Jesus Christ. And I have to be who I am. Do you understand? I cannot deny who I am in Christ. I have to be a son of God before I can release the potential that I have in me. You will move mountains as a son of God. You will do less as a son of a man. Does that make sense? See, God knows who he is, we know who he is, but we need to know who we are in Christ. We're going to bring it to a close. Hallelujah. Let me just read this. Knowing the truth will set you free. When you know who you are, that's when we begin to speak with power and authority. When we speak from a position of truth, we don't talk about our problems. We began to speak to them. See, creative power is unleashed. When at the beginning of time, the word that was flesh waited, the Holy Spirit hovered in anticipation, and God said, and it was so. Do you know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit? 
Do you know that the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you? Hallelujah. You know, the Bible also says in Romans 10, 8, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. The Holy Spirit's in you. The word's on your lips. All you need to do is open your mouth. Amen. Not complaining about our problems, but open your mouth and begin to speak to your problems as a child of God, as a son and daughter of the living God. There's a scripture in Ephesians 6, 4, 13. And I'll finish with this. It says, simply, having done all to stand, stand. And it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. You know, I, um, when I first read that and I was a young Christian in the Lord, I would go through the motions. You know, I, I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on the best phase of righteousness. I gird myself about with the truth. Putting on the, the gospel of peace. See, picking up the shield of fear. And I used to go through the motions. But it's not about going through the motions of that. It's about believing that you have the helmet of salvation on. It's when you know you don't have the salvation on, when somebody says to you, what, you're a Christian, and it hurts you. What, you, you have power, you have authority. Ain't you Jason, the son of Mrs. and Mrs. Jason? When it gets through, that's when you don't know where the power, you have the helmet of salvation on. That's when you know you don't have it on. You know when you have it on. When they say to you, you are Jason, and you say back, no, I am not just Jason. I am Jason, a man of God. I am Jason, a man of faith. I am Jason, a man of prayer. I am Jason, a man of God. Hallelujah. That's when you know you have the helmet of salvation on. If anything gets through, it's because you don't have your helmet on. You're just going through the motions. Let me stand tonight. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. But I believe as a person you have to want to know the truth. Amen? I believe you've got to want to know. If you're quite happy with who you are, fine. This word will have no effect on you whatsoever. But if you want to know who you, what your potential is, begin to leave out the truth. Began to pray, God, show me truth. Show me the truth, Lord. Let truth be my guide. Let me be a man of truth, a woman of truth. That will speak truth at every opportunity. That walk in the truth of who I am in Christ Jesus and who God is in me. Let me be that man or woman of God that stands in the day of adversity and would not complain because I know I am the one in control in that circumstance. I speak to it in Jesus' name. And it has to be because God is who he is in me. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.